0: And we will start off like we always do with those daily COVID numbers. Thailand logged 15,942 COVID-19 cases and 257 fatalities with Bangkok setting record highs again in both categories. Of the new cases nationwide, 15,665 were among the general population and 277 were in prisons, the Public Health Ministry announced on Saturday. On Friday, 20,351 patients were discharged from hospitals. The seven-day testing average has dropped to 44,562. So yet again, we have the numbers edging up a little bit now, just after the reopening from the lockdown. Tests are also dropping the amount. So if you look at the graph that's on the screen, you can see the drop in testing. There is absolutely no mass testing going on, I believe. According to the numbers, they did 2,100 mass testing tests yesterday that is not mass testing in any way shape or form so as you can see the numbers will decrease eventually if you just stop testing people and that seems to be what's going on here as I say we'll keep an eye on the numbers we'll see what goes on in the next couple of weeks with the uh, lockdown being eased and we'll see if the numbers actually do start to go back up again now we'll start off with our first story of the day, which is about an Instagram user who went by the name Anti Vax Mama, who sold hundreds of fake COVID 19 vaccine cards. Earlier this month, a TikTok user who goes by TizzyN spotted an Instagram post that caught his attention. A woman with the handle Anti Vax Mama was advertising coronavirus vaccine cards with real serial numbers available to be mailed to any state in the United States. The price was $200 apiece. It made me think that this was not real, Tizzy Int, whose first name is Michael, said in an interview this week. He spoke on the condition that his last name not be used, citing safety concerns. Tizzy Int, who has more than 2 million TikTok followers, later produced a video laying out what appeared to be a scheme by Antivox Mama to sell the fake cards and have them registered in state databases. He also tried to notify law enforcement. But law enforcement knew about anti-vax mama well before Tizian's video posted. On Tuesday, the Manhattan district attorney announced that the person behind the Instagram account, Jasmine Clifford, 31, of Lyndhurst, New Jersey, had been charged with selling hundreds of the fake vaccination cards. Some allegedly went to frontline workers, including hospital and nursing home employees. We will continue to safeguard public health in New York with proactive investigations like this, but the stakes are too high to tackle fake vaccination cards with whack-a-mole prosecutions, that's according to the Manhattan District Attorney. A spokesperson for Facebook who owns Instagram told the Associated Press that buying and selling vaccine cards on the platform is prohibited and it removed Clifford's accounts in August for violating the rules. We will review any other accounts that might be doing the same thing, the company said. This is something we have discussed on this show many, many times, is how do you verify that vaccination certificates from many countries around the world are actually real? In this case, you see in New Jersey that there is somebody actually forging vaccination cards. Now, can you just imagine that you have a forged vaccination card and you want to come to Thailand and you just copy and paste it onto your certificate of entry for Thailand? Thai embassy staff are never going to know any different and they'll just accept it as it's real. So these are the things that you know. When I when I talk about that, we need to have some kind of a universal card that's accepted everywhere around the world. That you know, basically is free from forgery and is universal. And that's why I still come back to the IATA travel pass. It's still being tried and tested, but it certainly looks like something that could be something for the future. Because now, the more we see of what's going on around the world, the more we're starting to realize that it is going to be vaccination passes to go on flights, vaccination passes to enter restaurants, vaccination passes to do all kinds of different things. And you're going to need that in the future. And it's an unfortunate situation, but that's where we are in the world right now. And governments, I don't believe, are in any hurry to change that because we all know governments love control of their people. It doesn't matter what country you're in, whether it's Thailand, the United States, Ireland, the UK, they do like controlling people. So I throw it out to you here now. What do you think the future of, let's say, travel in relation to these kind of vaccination cards? We can see in America that they've been forged they probably can be forged in other places too. There'll probably be a very big black market for these in the future. But what do you think can be done so that we can start to move forward and not worry about forged vaccination certificates? I'd love to know your comments down in the comment section below. Now next up, the association of Domestic Travel I 75 million domestic trips in 2021. The Association of Domestic Travel ADT hopes to tally 75 million to domestic trips this year using the government stimulus package in the final quarter to spur tourism. The government plans to resume the two tourism stimulus packages in mid-September to pave the way for a domestic rebound in October, said the ADD President Tanipal. An additional 1 million room nights are expected to be added to the We Travel Together scheme, while the Tour Thai subsidy 40% of tour packages of up to 5,000 baht for 1 million high tourists. New infections appear to be waning in some provinces and tourists should choose low-risk provinces for travel, said Mr. Tanipal. Many tourism operators are looking forward to reaping a windfall from the stimulus campaign to gain income as well as rehire staff, he said. Mr. Tanipal said people have been eager to travel since the third wave hit in April. Local tourism activities over the last two months have been scarce because of lockdown restrictions. According to the tourism sports minister, local tourists made 25.2 million trips from January January to July, down 31.1%, generating 130 billion Thaibat, a fall of 46.4% year-on-year. The association forecasts 75 million domestic trips this year, assuming the lockdowns end and stimulus packages support the market from October. Restrictions against local travel remain an obstacle and must be eased to allow fully vaccinated tourists to take trips, he said. Financial aid is not enough to offset the economic fallout, but stimulus schemes can help move the tourism economy forward, he said. Air Chief Executive Wutipum Jura Khan said every tourism-related operator would like state tourism schemes to continue as soon as the government make a proper evaluation of the COVID safety protocols. If the country continues to record more than 10,000 new daily infections, locals might not travel, he said. The government eased some lockdown measures starting this month and it might take until mid-October to restore travel activities, said Mr Wutipum new effective domestic stimulus program should be ready in November to stimulate more trips at the end of the year he said knock air's passenger load factor in September is expected to hover at 40 to sixty percent then struggle to reach 70 percent in the fourth quarter due to competition amid soft demand said mr. Wotibaum now to explain the we travel program, to you if you don't know what it is. It's a travel subsidy scheme for Thai citizens only, whereby the government paid 40% of the room rate and the traveler paid the remaining 60%. Travelers then were also given pocket money, let's say, that could be used at select restaurants and tour activities. Now this money was placed into a Krung Thai e-wallet and you would get 600 baht during the weekdays and then 900 baht at the weekends. You couldn't spend all that 900 or 600. What you would do is you could go into a restaurant that was participating in the We Travel Together program and you could order your your dinner and say it came to a thousand baht. The government would pay 400 and you would pay the remaining 600 and that 400 would then be taken out of your e-wallet because you had 600 already in it from the government. So that's how that worked. It's a little confusing, but it, it basically did encourage people to travel. It was reasonably successful over the last year when it was in effect, and it really did encourage Thais to travel. For hotels who knew how to market to the Thai market, it was a very big success, but for those who didn't, well, it wasn't, and they definitely lost out. Of course, unless they reduce the entry requirements for the various provinces around the country, probably won't be that successful. The issue is you may have a cheap room rate for the guests to go to. However, if they still have to have a vaccine certificate and expensive rapid antigen tests, a one or two night stay just won't be worth it for people anymore. It just makes it too expensive for them. So they're going to have to come up with solutions. Phuket for most Thai travelers right now will be out of bounds because all the truth is they don't want to be taking all these tests. Go away for one or two nights, a family of four. That's 2,000 batches just for the test alone. And you haven't paid for your room or anything else. So yes, and it's the same with, you know, Cowlack and other places like this. So they need to think about this a, a, a bit better because I don't see the demand coming from international tourism right now because of all the restrictions. So you're going to have to have a, a balance between both. And I have seen firsthand how Thai travelers have helped hotels and particularly around the different Thai holidays that they have. Thai people do like to travel, they do like to go away. They like a bargain, you know, they like to enjoy the swimming pool and, you know, the different facilities in the hotel. And, you know, this is important, it is Thailand as well and hotels need to open up and try to attract more Thai people, not always be thinking about the international customer. That's why I've always said a balance needs to be struck for the future. Because we've seen now about being over-reliant on international tourism, what it's left people with nothing. So you know you have to look at from that point of view as well. I think I mean personally I I I'd love to travel, light like, right now. I tried to go to Chiang Mai three times this year and in three times it's been cancelled. I actually have a hotel room booked under the We Travel Together program. My partner booked it, but uh, if you're lucky enough to have a partner, then she can take care of the and participate in the We Travel Together program and you can reap the benefit of it. But yeah, we still have credit with the hotel that we haven't been able to use. But I really do want to go places and i want to see how this whole covid situation has impacted you know different tourist cities so yes i'd like to go to chiang mai i'd also like to go to Hui Hin and patia to see firsthand what's going on there and i can bring that to you as well so we'll see if i'll be able to travel in the next couple of months i looked up flights to go to chiang mai recently and air asia to be honest their schedule is very very weak you know one flight every couple of days it's you know it's difficult to to plan around that with especially how quickly they cancel flights then you're just left with no other options so also i really think they need to make this we travel together program available to expats who do live in the country such as married expats retired uh, people on ed visas people working here and give them the opportunity to go and spend more money in the country as well i think that would help a great deal in the overall context of the economy but I'll ask you out there now, for the expats that are currently in the country and listening today, if you could travel today, where would you like to go in Thailand? Where would be the first destination on your list? And for people abroad at the moment who are thinking about coming back to Thailand, what areas of Thailand would you like to visit if you came back, you know, in the next couple of months? I'd love to I'd love to hear those destinations down below in the comment section. And our next story, Priot and Ministers survive no confidence vote. Prime Minister Prayut Chanacha and five cabinet ministers have survived the no-confidence vote with no surprises, despite rumours that some coalition MPs might break ranks earlier. General Prayut got 264 to 208 votes with three abstentions, the second fewest votes of confidence after Labour Minister Suchart Klin from the Palang Pracharat Party, who got 263 to 201 with ten abstentions. The 208 no confidence votes he received was also the most of all six on the list. In the previous censure debate, he sailed through with the most votes of confidence with 274 both in February last year and February this year. Deputy Prime Minister and Public Health Minister Anatan Sharavakul on Saturday won 269 to 196 with 11 abstentions. Transport Minister Saksayam Chichab got 269 to 109 votes with 10 abstentions. Both were from the Bumjai Thai Party. Over the past four days, opposition lawmakers censured General Priot and his top ministers, saying they mismanaged the economic assistance programs, virus containment measures, and the vaccination rollout. While the number of daily infections have come down from a peak of over 20,000 cases, just about 13% of 17 million people are fully inoculated, well below a global average of about 28%, according to data compiled by the Johns Hopkins University. This is the third attempt by the opposition to unseat the government since the 2019 elections, with attempts failing as General Priyad's coalition holds about 60% of parliament seats. An earlier no-confidence vote this year was held in February. Still, infighting within the PPRP party may complicate matters. Even though the Prime Ministers survived the vote, it doesn't mean that the conflict between factions within his party had been resolved. It just means the whipping for this vote was successful, said Punchada Sirvambud, a visiting fellow at Singapore's ISES Yusuf Ishak Institute. The recent infighting suggests that it could be more difficult for Pryor to return as Premier after the next election because his popularity within his party and the public is tanking. General Priot on Friday denied that there was conflict within the party leadership. The Prime Minister still faces a youth-led protest movement that has been demanding his resignation for more than a year over allegations the government is a continuation of his junta pro-democracy demonstrators have held daily gatherings for much of this week to gather the pressure on the military-backed government and General Pryat who repeatedly said he wouldn't quit or dissolve parliament. General Pryat rebutted claims from the opposition saying the government was doing its best to save lives and revive the economy despite the fast evolving situation and budget constraints. He argued that Thailand managed the pandemic relatively well with infection and death rates lower than global averages and that the government had provided unprecedented financial support. Throughout Thai history, there's no other Prime Minister that helped the people like I did, General Pride said earlier this week at the censure debates. He pointed to various measures of support for those affected by the pandemic and steps to prop up the tourism-dependent country by boosting public spending, consumption and exports. Thailand relaxed some of its lockdown restrictions this month to allow for travel as well as the reopening of restaurants and malls to gradually boost Southeast Asia's second largest economy. Gross domestic product contracted last year and the forecast is for a weak recovery in 2021. The move is part of the government's living with COVID strategy that allows more sectors to reopen provided the healthcare system doesn't get overwhelmed. The country still has more than 150,000 active cases with nearly 5,000 in critical condition. Fatalities topped 12,000 just as some of the virus curves were eased with over 1.2 million cases have been recorded since the start of the pandemic last year. To get a grasp of all that has gone gone on is basically the opposition have tried to get rid of Priot uh, through a no-confidence vote. Now, they also pulled in another four or five ministers as well, which made things a lot more complicated for them, because they're all part of different parties within the coalition government. Unfortunately, that just kind of banded them together more so, rather than focusing on one person, such as the prime minister, to try get him out. Now, to be honest, I doubt they'd ever have the votes to get him out. But this was their basically political grandstanding. Now, they did throw a lot of stuff out at him. Now, he was apparently caught handing out five million baht to MP, to each MP in his office to get them to continue to support him and their vote. He denied that, of course. And when the opposition said, well, let's check the CCTV footage outside his office to see if this is true or not. The leader of the House denied this to the opposition and said, we'll just ask the general himself rather than check the CCTV. Now, the general then came back and said, no, they're just coming in the office to say hello to me because they haven't seen me in so long. I find this all very hard to believe, to be quite frank and honest. It just kind of shows you the contempt that he has for people in thinking they will just believe he's got all these people pouring in to see him, you know. The problem, of course, with this whole government is made up of nearly 20 coalition parties and very small parties, some with only two or three members parliament, and they're trying to keep these all together. Every one of them wants something from this government, whether it's a cabinet seat or, or something for their constituency or whatever it may be. Within the ruling party at the moment, the biggest issue is they want the big portfolio such as health. but they've promised to give it to the Anotan who's leader of the Bumjai Thai Party. They don't want him to have that. And then that also causes the issue that puts Anatan in a kind of power play because he basically then has a lot of mps that he can withdraw from government at any time and he can technically take down the government whenever he wants because he has that kind of power with the amount of numbers that he does have it's all very complicated here you know the best chance they have to get rid of priet is for his own party to get rid of him i think that's the only way but then who's going to replace him and that's going to be the huge problem after that so i don't know it's all very very complicated and finally some phuket sandbox news There were 242 confirmed Covid cases on September 3rd in Phuket. On the same day we had 393 international arrivals there were no infected people amongst that for the second covid test there was 222 people who took the test and nobody was infected either and for the final swab test there was 110 people who underwent the swab test and zero infected people all of the 393 people that arrived yesterday came on five flights one guatar airways one ethiad two singapore airlines flight and the first Jetstar asia flight of the season As of the 1st of July, 27,524 people have visited Phuket under the sandbox scheme which is significantly lower than the predicted 129,000 people. For this month, September, which would be technically the final month of the sandbox program, there has been 113,251 room nights booked which represents 21% of the available rooms in the SHA plus hotels. And the final bit of Phuket news is the plan for the Phuket sealed yacht dive tours has been well received. The move to have Phuket boats be allowed to provide sealed tours to sea box tourists, seafarers and divers has gained momentum after being well received an official meeting at the Phuket Provincial Hall on Friday, September 3rd.